Hello and welcome to The Well Podcast. Find out more at facebook.com forward slash The Well Event. Thank you. Uh, thanks, Darren. Um, thank you, Jill. Thank you, Jill, for sharing such an honest testimony. Thank you, Darren, for sharing the, the beauty of Jesus. Thank you to The Well Band who really drew us into a, a place of, of, of experience in the presence of God from the, the outset. Uh, thanks to Kelly for, for leading us, but thank you to everyone who's here. Uh, really, really good to see uh, all these cars and uh, all these people. And if you've got uh, tinted windows, can't see you, but I'm glad, I'm glad you're in there. And um, I'm going to bring a word to you uh, just now. But before, before I do, um, I, w- I want to thank our, our tech team. I want to thank our ushers. I want to thank the Herons who have opened up this, th- th- this venue um, they've opened it up for Jesus, they've opened it up for his glory, uh, and I really hope that now as we turn to the word, you're going to experience and see something of the beauty of Jesus. Um, Darren, your pages were, were, were flying away, you, you need to go digital, um, uh, so hopefully, hopefully I'll be all right. Here we go, folks. I'm going to read a verse from the Bible, a verse that are the words of Jesus, And this is what Jesus said in Matthew chapter 11, verses 28 to 30. You know these words. You could probably quote them back to me. Yet this is what's been impressed upon my heart. I believe it's going to speak to someone, um, if not even the many. And I'm going to anchor in this verse tonight and tomorrow night. Believing God wants to do something through his word. Matthew 11. 28 to 30. Come to me, all who labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I'm gentle and I'm lowly in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy and my burden It's light. Let's pray. Father, Father, we love you. And we're so glad to be able to say it. It's because of Jesus we can say we love the Father. It's because of what Jesus did at the cross. Thank you for Jill. Thank you for Darren. Thank you for how you saved them. Thank you for how they have found their hope in Jesus. Let us see him through your word just now. Be glorified, Lord. It's in Jesus' name that we pray. Amen. Come to me. These are the words of Jesus. Do you know it is the heart of God that you would come to him? He is the God of the open invitation. You think about Jesus in Matthew chapter 23. He stands before the city that he loves, Jerusalem. And he speaks words from a heart of passion. He says, Jerusalem, Jerusalem, the city that kills the prophets and it stones those that are sent to it. But how often would I have gathered you? How often would I have gathered your children together as a hen gathers her brood under her wings? But you weren't willing. And there you see the heart of Jesus the open invitation to the many. He wants them to come unto him. 
He wants to gather them. He wants to guard them. He wants to protect them. He wants them to find their refuge within him. He is the God of the open invitation. In Matthew 22, Jesus tells a wonderful parable. He talks about the kingdom of heaven. He says it can be compared to a king who gives a great wedding feast for his son. He sends his servants to call those who are invited to the wedding feast. But those that were invited, they wouldn't come. So he sends other servants and he says, tell them they're invited. See, I've prepared my dinner. My oxen and my fat calves have been slaughtered and everything's ready. Come to the wedding feast. But they paid no attention. They went off. Uh, they went to their own business. And actually some of them seized the servants, treated them shamefully and killed them. Now the king was angry. He sent his troops and he destroyed the murderers. He burned the city. He said to his servants, the wedding feast is ready. But those who were invited weren't worthy. Go, go to the roads, go to the highways, go to the byways. Invite them to the wedding feast, as many as you can find. The servants went out to the roads and they gathered all they found, both bad and good. And the wedding hall was filled with guests. And the king came back in and he looks at his guests and he saw a man who had no wedding garment. Friend, how did you get in here without a wedding garment? The man was speechless. The king said to the attendants, bind him hand and foot, cast him into outer darkness. In that place there will be weeping and gnashing of teeth, for many are called, but few are chosen. There's an invitation. The God that we are speaking of is the God of the open invitation. He wants you to come to the wedding feast. He wants you to come to him. He wants you to enter into him and all that he is and all that he has for you. But you need to have the right garment. And the garment that's required is a garment of the heart. You need to be washed in the blood of Jesus. You need to be cleansed and sanctified. You need to have the righteousness of Jesus that was bought at the cross placed upon you so that your heart is wearing the right garment and you can come to the wedding feast. Many are called, but few are chosen. Here's how you get chosen. Maybe you know what it's like at home. Maybe if you belong to a big family or if ever you did, and it comes time to do the dishes, and maybe like maybe my wife Diane might call out and say, who wants to help do the dishes? And everybody's head in the house will go down. And mine will go down and I'll find something I'm very busy with. Who wants to help do the dishes? All right then. I'll help do the dishes. And then Diane might say, well then I choose you. Do you want to be chosen by Jesus? Here's how you become chosen. You say yes. You say, I will do it. I will go. I will follow. Do you want to come to the wedding feast? Do you want to enter into his rest? Do you want to enter into his refuge? 
You have got to say yes unto him. It's done in the heart. It's what causes you to have right clothing for the wedding feast. In Luke chapter 9, Jesus and his disciples are going along a road. And someone said to Jesus, I will follow you wherever you go. Well, Jesus responded. You know the story. Foxes have holes. The birds of the air have nests. But the Son of Man has nowhere to lay his head. And so to another he said, Come, follow me. Oh, Lord, let me first go bury my father. Jesus said, Let the dead bury their dead. But you, come follow me. Another said, I'll follow you, Lord, but let me first say farewell to those at home. Jesus said, No one who puts their hand to the plow and looks back is fit for the kingdom of God. It must be a wholehearted decision. Your yes must come from the bottom of your heart. Then Jesus will choose you. He will choose you for his refuge. He will choose you for his feast. He will choose you for all that he has for you. When Jesus was walking by the Sea of Galilee, he saw two brothers, Simon, who's called Peter, and Andrew, his brother. They were casting a net into the sea, these fishermen. And he said, come, follow me, and I will make you fishers of men. Immediately, they left their nets and followed him. He went from there. He saw two other brothers, James and John, the sons of Zebedee, these brothers who had become known as the sons of thunder. He said, come, follow me, and immediately, immediately, they left their boat and their father, and they followed him. There must be a willingness to abandon everything. There must be an immediate response. Jesus invites you, come unto me. In the message translation, it reads like this. Let this capture your heart just now. Are you tired, worn out, burned out on religion? Come to me. Get away with me and you'll recover your life. I'll show you how to take a real rest. Walk with me. Work with me. Watch how I do it. Learn the unforced rhythms of grace. I'm not going to lay anything heavy or ill-fitting on you. Keep company with me, and you will learn to live freely and lightly. This invitation, come unto me. It's an invitation to come into Jesus. You know, in John 14, Jesus is talking. He says, let not your hearts be troubled. Believe in God. Believe also in me. In my Father's house, there's many mansions. If it were not so, I would have told you. Behold, I'm going to prepare a place for you, that where I am there, you may be also. This is where Thomas speaks up. Doubting Thomas, you know. He says, Lord, we, we don't know where you're going. And how are we supposed to know the way that you're going? You know, Thomas is kind of frustrated. Like, this, this doesn't make sense. And here's where Jesus speaks some of the greatest words that were ever spoken. Thomas, and everyone that's listening, I am the way, the truth, and the life. 
No one comes to the Father except through me. Come. Come. Come unto me. The invitation is for all, and therefore the invitation is for you. In 2 Peter chapter 3, it says, The Lord is not slow to fulfill his promise. Are you waiting on God's promise? It will be fulfilled. But he's patient towards you, not wishing that any should perish, but that all should come to repentance. Come unto me, all you that labor and are heavy laden. Do you know in the Greek, it means this, all you that are toiling and are being burdened. Are you toiling? Are you being burdened? Is there a burden being placed upon you, the struggles and the issues of life? Work. Here is something I'm going to say that you might not like. Work is a blessing. And I'm not hearing any amens. It's okay, I don't need them. But work is a blessing from God. Work that God gives you, fulfills you, and it satisfies you. But toil, toil is a curse. Do you know what it's like to be toiling day in, day out? Ecclesiastes, the writer says, vanity of vanities, says the preacher. All is vanity. What does man gain by all the toil at which he toils under the sun? A generation comes and a generation goes, but everything remains the same. I considered all that my hands had done and the toil I had expended in doing it. All was vanity and a striving after wind. The word for toiling that Jesus used, it, it can mean actually, it actually can mean both bodily and mental labor. Now, is anybody here able to relate? To labor until you're worn out, to become depleted, to become exhausted, the word burden can mean to be overloaded and often the systems of life can leave you feeling completely broken by the burden that life has placed upon you. Come, come unto me, all you that labor and are heavy laden, I'll give you rest. Isaiah 55, come, Everyone who thirsts, come to the waters. He who has no money, come, come, buy and eat. Buy wine and milk without money and without price. Why do you spend your money for that which is not bread and your labor for that which does not satisfy? There's much that God offers you, much that he offers for you to enter into, and it's freely given don't try to earn it. Rest can be your portion. Come unto me, all you that labor and are heavy laden. I'll give you rest. It actually means to be refreshed. In Acts chapter 3, it says, Repent ye therefore, that your sins may be blotted out, that times of refreshing 
may come from the presence of the Lord. Hear this word refreshing. Get this. It can mean to breathe again. To breathe again. Are you toiling? Are you weighed down with a burden? Is the burden upon your shoulders even the very burden of sin itself? Tonight, Jesus offers you the invitation to come and to breathe again. Come. Isaiah chapter 1, come now. Let us reason together, says the Lord. Though your sins are like scarlet, they shall be white as snow. Though they're red like crimson, they shall be like wool. If you're willing and if you're obedient, you shall eat the good of the land. But if you refuse and rebel, you'll be eaten by the sword. For the mouth of the Lord has spoken. Come, come unto me, all you that labor and are heavy laden. I'll give you rest. Did you ever consider that God is reasonable? Did you ever consider that he wants you to come and eat the good of the land? Come unto Jesus. In Matthew chapter 14, there was a man who heard the invitation to come. He was in a boat with the other disciples. His name was Peter. There was a storm that was whipped up all around them. Storms that was causing fear. Storm that was causing crisis within their hearts. And coming on the water towards them comes a figure. It was Jesus. Even in the midst of the storms of life, Jesus can come right to where you are. Peter says, if it is you, Lord, command me to come out upon the water to meet with you. And Jesus is walking upon that which everyone else would sink in. And he says to Peter, come. And Peter got out of the boat in the midst of a storm and he stands upon that which everyone else would sink in. Is life making you sink? Is life getting on top of you? Are you like David in Psalm 69? Arise and save me, O my God, for a sinking deep mire. The waters have come in up to my neck. And the invitation of Jesus comes to you this evening. He says, come, because I can make you walk upon that which you are sinking in. Right now, you're being called out of your comfort zone. Strangely, our toil and our burden can become even a comfort. It becomes familiar. It becomes safe. And yet Jesus says, come. Come and walk with lightness in your step. Come unto me, all you who labor and are heavy laden. I'll give you rest. Breathe again. Breathe again in Jesus. Find hope. Find hope once more. And one who is real. One who is alive. And one who beckons you. Right now. In this very field to come to him.